Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, March 22nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri lawmakers are back in Jefferson City after their legislative spring break. One of the more contentious issues revolves around Medicaid expansion. House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid says funding was separated from other social service program spending bills. This is not something that happens regularly where like a specific budget item is pulled out as a standalone bill, which means that we're going to have an up and down vote on Medicaid expansion funding in the House. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll will have more on possible Medicaid expansion and other issues for this session in just a few minutes. An increasing supply of coronavirus vaccine could soon make it difficult for local health departments to get shots in the arms of people fast enough. As of February 1st, there were about 29,000 doses being distributed a week in Missouri's Region C. That includes St. Louis City and County. That number could soon reach 69,000 doses. That's good news for returning to normal, says Dr. Alex Garza, who heads the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. But it means an increasing need for people who are trained to give shots at mass vaccination events. If you have some free time and you're a clinician, such as a nurse or a doctor or a pharmacist or anyone who can help deliver vaccines, please consider volunteering for some of these events. Those who are interested can sign up with their local health departments or the Gateway Volunteer Network. St. Louis could end up losing millions in earning tax revenue if Missouri lawmakers are successful in enacting teleworking legislation. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more on that, which all comes from St. Louis Collector of Revenue Gregory FX Daly's appearance on Politically Speaking. Right now, Daly's office is collecting earnings taxes from people who are primarily working from a home outside of St. Louis for a business that's located in the city. Senator Andrew Koenig's bill would allow people in that situation to seek a refund of the tax. Daly says he opposes that measure as it would be detrimental to St. Louis's financial picture. It is something that, uh, as an office, we have looked at, and as the collector of revenue, it is my job. It is uh, something I was elected to do, and I think the people of the city of St. Louis elected me to collect taxes. Koenig's bill has yet to receive a hearing in the Missouri Senate committee that he chairs. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. The Illinois House has approved expanding the use of electoral drop boxes and curbside voting indefinitely. However, critics say the proposal could lead to election security issues. Derek Cantu has more. If the bill gets Senate approval and is signed into law by Governor J.B. Pritzker, local election authorities could continue using ballot drop boxes and curbside voting for the April 6th municipal election and beyond. But Republicans, like State Representative Tim Butler of Springfield, warned the proposal fails to establish statewide election security standards. People's concerns about election security are real. We need to make sure that everyone has the best access and the right to vote, but we must also make sure that our elections are totally secure. Republicans say ballot drop boxes should be standardized and not everyone should be able to vote from their cars in front of polling places. I'm Derek Cantu. 
Much of the Missouri River Basin is facing an average risk of flooding this year. Brian Fuchs with the National Drought Mitigation Center says dry and drought conditions that started last summer have helped to lower the risk. He adds if the soil is not replenished, though, plants are not going to have enough moisture to help them grow. It's kind of a balancing game of uh, getting that moisture into the soil so plants can utilize it if it does get dry and drought starts developing. And if you don't have that, what you end up seeing is the impact of that drought really taking off more so in a hurry than if that moisture was there. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration predicts the Missouri River Basin and the rest of the country will not see major flooding in the coming months. Missouri lawmakers are returning to Jefferson City today following a week-long break. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll reports, the session will kick into high gear with only eight weeks left before adjournment. The first months of legislative session tend to be slower moving, but because of disruptions caused by the coronavirus last year, Missouri lawmakers wasted no time advancing priority legislation. It's been what we would consider a good first half. We've gotten a lot of... uh, a lot of things done. That's how Speaker Rob Viscovo from Arnold. He says the week before lawmakers left town, they got a lot accomplished. The House and Senate both passed their own versions of an online sales tax bill, a major priority of Governor Mike Parson. I'm just thankful they passed it in some form, some fashion. The Senate also passed a measure to incrementally increase the state's gas tax to help with unfunded transportation needs. Senate President Pro Tem Dave Schatz from Sullivan has advocated for this for years. Increasing the gas tax was critical, but also we made this refundable. We are sensitive to individual Missourians' needs. Now that session has reached the unofficial halfway point, there's still a lot of work to be done. Most importantly, the only constitutional requirement for lawmakers, passing a balanced state budget. If things go according to plan the second week after we're back, we could be looking at perfecting and third reading the budget and sending it over to the Senate. That's House Budget Chair Cody Smith, a Republican from Carthage. He says the state is in a much better financial position than expected after the coronavirus ravaged the nation's economy. And while it's certainly not a bad thing that the federal government is sending more than $2.5 billion to the state with the American Rescue Plan, Smith says the money and the rules tied with it may not get here in time for the House to take a good look at where it should be appropriated. This could all unfold and these funds could start to come to the state as the House is passing the budget to the Senate. We may not have the ability to appropriate for those dollars in the the original version of the House budget, which makes us kind of pivot to, to other ways of doing that. A major issue related to the budget is Medicaid expansion. After voters approved a constitutional amendment last year, it's now on the shoulders of the legislature to implement the program. Smith segregated the $1.6 billion bill from other spending measures, he says, because it needs robust discussion. It is a large uh, expansion of a new program that is a very complicated policy matter that I believe deserves uh, to be discussed and debated on its own merit. It's a move that's raised concern among Democrats in the State House. House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid from Springfield says she's concerned this is a way for Republicans, who have vocally advocated against expansion, to avoid funding it. This is not something that happens regularly, where like a specific budget item is pulled out as a standalone bill, which means that we're going to have an up-and-down vote on Medicaid expansion funding in the House. Obviously, we're very concerned about that. We've had a whole bunch of up-and-down votes on Medicaid expansion in the past, and 
the Republicans have never supported it, so why would this one be any different? With the federal stimulus, the state could also receive more than a billion dollars specifically for Medicaid expansion. That's in addition to the 90-10 federal match already guaranteed. But Senator Barbara Washington, a Democrat from Kansas City, says Republicans argue the additional dollars will only cover the program for about five years, and she's still expecting pushback from conservatives. I don't want to leave that federal money that we've been leaving all these years on the table where we could not only be using that to expand Medicaid, reduce our uh, responsibility financially to doing that as a state budget, but also help those 200 and something thousand people in our state. Another major push from conservatives this year is education reform. Senate Bill 55 is a massive charter school expansion package that's been working its way through the Senate, but it seems to be stalled. Senate Majority Leader Caleb Browden of Columbia is throwing his legislative weight behind it and says it'll be discussed on the floor soon. We've been working behind the scenes uh, with folks on uh, that just have some different opinions about how we should move forward. There are you know, numerous mechanisms for us to get some education reform done. 55 very well could be the, could be the mechanism, and I, I fully expect to bring that up and uh, get that passed over to the House. Expanding sports gaming was also expected to be a priority for some, and while it's been discussed, it hasn't caught steam. Schatz says it's still important. I'm willing to have a conversation about the expansion of legal gaming, uh, but we first have to get rid of the illegal gaming. As for the Democrats, in addition to Medicaid expansion, their top priority is stopping measures that they say will make it harder for voters at the ballot box. Already passing through the House is a measure to require voter ID and increasing the signature threshold for initiative petitions. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.